is creative banter. Hey guys. Woo. This is Madeline. And Harley. And Heather. And we are three photographers hosting Creative Banter. We want to bring a voice to the obstacles and topics that small and creative business owners have while working towards success. So um, give us a little intro, like just like a quick like who you are, a few sentences, and then we're going to ask you um, five questions we ask every single guest. Hi, everybody. My name is Creator Jules. I am the CEO and founder of How To Be Social. How To Be Social is a talent management and content creation project management agency. So what does that mean? That means that we represent undiscovered creative talent, whether that be photographers, videographers, graphic designers, or models. And we connect them to top-tier brands like the Virgin Hotels, Bumble, WeWork, Reebok, Nike, all that kind of stuff. And then we manage those different brand campaigns for companies like that. Um, so a good example is the Virgin Hotels came to us and said, hey, we have, you know, we want to drive people to the bar. We want to create user-generated content. And we want to, you know, bring in cool, creative people. How do we do that? And so we came up with, like, an event experience package and like put all the pieces in place to make that happen, whether it was the photographer, whether it was the event, whether it was the entertainment, that kind of stuff. So that's what How To Be Social is, that's what I do. Um, personally, I am, you know, just a creative at heart. I do music, I do project planning, I do modeling, I do photography, I do video work. Um, really, I like to flex my creative muscle in whatever capacity I can. I've been drawing more lately because of quarantine, so it's like just whatever I can get my hands on to create is what I'm meant to do. Love that. <laughs> Me too. All around artist. <laughs> uh, okay. So the five questions I have them pulled up, but do you have them pulled up too, Harley? Yeah. Do you want to ask? Yeah. Do you want to do it? This is my favorite question to ask everybody, so I'm glad <laughs> I get to start. What's your favorite curse word? My favorite curse word. Uh, um, so I think for me, a good—it's either like a classic fuck, just like a good fuck, and then cathartic, <laughs> or you know, like a bloody hell. Like I don't know if that's a cuss word, but I really like the way it sounds. Um, it, is in, it is in England. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm always envisioned myself as like this Audrey Hepburn type, where like. You only cuss when it's really needed, so it's super impactful, and it's also kind of cute when you do it, you know? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I cuss all the time. I never thought of that. <laughs> so, yeah. That's that's my goal with cussing. LOL. <laughs> Good cussing goal. <laughs> all right. What, uh, what is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? What is the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning? Um... Lately, it's been a little bit of a blur. <laughs> but usually what I do is I'll wake up. I will literally just get straight up and I'll, like, kind of get around. I'll go to the restroom, whether that's, like, you know, getting my hair and makeup done for the day, brushing my teeth. Um, I, I don't like to have, like, a regular morning routine. Like, I know a lot of, like, CEOs and founders are like, this is my everyday morning routine. I kind of have, like, a bucket, like, a bucket of things that I like to do in the morning, whether that's, like, I like to go on a walk, I'm going to take my dog for a walk, or I'm going to, you know, stretch, do yoga, work out, and I just kind of pick whatever feels good to me. I always make sure I wake up at 7 a.m., though, so that way that, you know, have some time to spend on me in the morning versus, you know, running to the very next thing. So I 
consistent on when you wake up. Yeah, I'm consistent on when I wake up, not necessarily about the schedule I do. So if you weren't doing what you do now, then what would you be doing? Ooh. Um, I'd probably be pursuing, like, acting or singing. Like, I just think that part of my personality, I'm a very type 3 personality, but I also which basically means like an eight is like very much about like helping other people and supporting the community but the three is very like self-centered and vain in a way and so I definitely have like competing ideologies inside of me so if I wasn't doing how to be social and like looking out for the community I would definitely be doing something like totally for myself which is like music or <laughs> entertaining you know and even then I'm providing value by just like being an entertaining human you know what's funny I yeah. thought of it one time. It was uh, last March. I think it was last March when we went to that meetup at Ampersand and that networking event. And I was like, is Jules a three or an eight? Uh, <laughs> funny. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's funny because Madeline, you and I are both eights, aren't we? Uh, I'm a seven wing eight. I think you're an eight wing seven. I am. Yeah. Yeah. That's so so funny. We all know what that means. I realized it was like, I'm just talking mad numbers. <laughs> Some of the Enneagram for people that don't Enneagram. know. Yes. Yeah. It helps me a lot, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think doing anything that helps me, like, understand myself more and my personality and creates, yeah. like, rules and guidelines for life. Because I think that we are the creators and masters of our own universes. And so we have to set those guidelines. So, like, exactly. anything that gives you insight into who you are or it feels right to you, I think that is, like, the correct path or answer. Mm. I okay, follow-up question in relation to that. Yeah. What's your astrological sign? Ah, I am a Taurus rising sign Aries. Okay. So, like, a Taurus is, like, very grounded. Like, they find a lot of comfort in, like, having enough money, having a stable roof over their head. Like, they're very, like, mellow. They're an earth sign. They pretty much get along with all the other signs, which is very true of my personality. I'm a very logical person. Like, I'm... Don't, not a lot of things phase me. The only thing that really phases me is, like, when I don't have the things necessary for life. So, like, mm. when I get really poor or if I'm, like, you know, dealing with some, like, family struggle or friend struggle, those things really tend to throw me off my rocker. But the airy side of me is very, like, glittery and passionate and, like, wants to, like, go and try new things and very adventurous. And, like, that comes out in, like me always wanting to innovate and try new things that had to be social, whether that's like a new podcast or a new webinar. And like, I think the Taurus is a really good complement to the areas because it keeps me, you know, on the project management side so that I can manage all the passionate creative stuff that I want to do. Yeah. Love that. I that's love cool. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm blessed to have a personality that's also super creative, but also at the same time, very business minded. It's why yes. I've been able to do a lot of the things I've been able to do. That's a, a hybrid that most people wish they had. Yeah. Yeah. I, I recognize I'm very blessed with that. You know, most people, if you walk into a room, if you ask anybody, they're going to say that they're above average. Like, I'm an above average human. Like, if you ask any person, they will think that. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I think that it's more so everybody needs to be thinking, you know, I am unique in my own way. It doesn't mean I'm above or below anybody. It's just, like, I offer a different viewpoint of the world. And, like, that's how I feel about, like, my brain. Like, it's business and passion. And, like, the one thing that I – it kind of sucks and I feel like I'm this way is, like, I am super creative. But, like, there's, like, a whole other level of creative where people, like – or doing like weird trippy shit or they're just like masters at that one thing you know 
And so, like, I've never been able to achieve, like, that mastery in one thing. I'm kind of, like, a generalist in all these creative things. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. We talk about that um, a little bit on this podcast every now and then, how some people are really good at a few things or, like, really good at one thing or kind of good at a lot of things. But when you um, find something that you really, really, really love and you mix it with, like, a lot of things that you're just kind of good at – Um, you have like this way and then this way, when you combine them, it makes a tea and then, uh, you become a tea person. That's what it's called. The term is tea person. When you mold all your strengths together and your interests. Yeah. And I think that, you know, if, if the people in here listening to this are in our age demographic, millennials and younger, um, I would like to tell you guys that, you know, discipline does not come easy to anybody. Um, and so the number one thing when you're trying to develop your career, like, make your creative passion like your full-time job and make it a lifestyle is that it's discipline that's what's going to actually set you apart and help you achieve the goals that you want to achieve it's how you know being the best or the most creative because those spurts of energy do nothing like (laughs) they literally did nothing it's cool you got to do it on a creative and consistent basis yeah you don't have to be the best you have to be disciplined and work hard and that's what's that's where you get success. Yeah. My friend who owns a PR communications agency called Gray Horse out in New York, she's been doing business for 11 years. And she told me that it wasn't until like year seven that it really took off for her. And I'm What's like. What's her for sticking like to it that long? Yeah. That's a long time. <laughs> that's a lot of businesses, you know, like I have another friend, Kamal. She runs a thing called Copia out in San Francisco. And she has been doing it for probably about, you know, four or five years now. And she's like a Forbes under 30 who's spoken at the UN, a lot of stuff. Her stuff has taken off much faster, but it's still taken a long time. And like yeah. she's near where she wants to be in terms of like profit and revenue, yeah, with her company. So it's like we all are playing this like waiting game of like, ooh, could it could today be the day? Is today gonna be the day I blow up? Like it just takes one day. Yeah, that's true. Um I had this uh, analogy given to me by someone special and he said, um, you do when you're consistent, it's like jumping on a trampoline and there's a fence, a privacy fence, but your head just goes slightly over that privacy fence. And then one day someone on the sidewalk that saw you was meant to see you and all that work of jumping every single day, they saw you that day. And that's the day that you took off, but you have to keep jumping on the trampoline and that person on the sidewalk will finally see you. I was like, Oh my God. I love that. I love that. It's perfect. One of the, so I have this book that I've been trying to write for the last two years, and I still have the book. I still have, like, eight stories collected. Um, but the book is, like, a compilation of young people doing amazing things. And one of the stories in this book, um, he ended up selling his company to Microsoft. And, you know, he was saying that a lot of people looked at him and said, man, I cannot believe you sold your company to Microsoft. Like, that's so crazy. And he's like, it doesn't seem crazy to me because you're looking at step 50 and being like, ooh, ah, when I've gone step one through 49 and the only natural next step was for me to do this. Yep. So it's like nobody see. it's so cliche, nobody sees step one through 49, but once you're there, everybody wants to, you know, congratulate you. But it's like, man, I needed this when I was in the trenches. Yeah. That's why it's good to give yourself perspective. Where was I a year ago? Where was I two years ago? I've done this. I've done this. Like, congratulate yourself for the work you put in. Yeah. Uh, I was talking with my financial advisor the other day, Tina Huang, and she was telling me, you know, this time last year, like, I was, like, 
$20,000 in debt. Like I had, you know, barely any money in my bank account. I was trying to pay off a lot of things, all this kind of stuff. I was working in a, you know, just starting my entrepreneurial freelance career. And, you know, I was like not making anything. This, now I'm at a point where, you know, I've saved up. I, well, I did. And then I reinvested it all back in my business. Mm -hmm. I had like six or seven grand in savings. I paid off all my debt, you know, and like, it's great because now I can say like I've done all that and I'm still in a much better place than I was last year. Don't have all that savings anymore. So yeah, bleeding. But with that being said, like it's all worth it. Like at the end of the day, it's like you have to know like money comes, money goes, like opportunities come, they fade, and you just have to take advantage of them and leverage them when you have them. Yes. Yeah. You got to think in abundance. It's gonna come back. Like just keep doing what you're doing. Um, last question, who or what inspired you to be no. where you're at today? We have one more before that. Oh, wait, is it the coffee one? Yes. How do you take your coffee first? We want to know that first. <laughs> so this is where my brain, like, this is like, I think it's kind of very much like the morning routine schedule. It's like, I have a bucket of things that I like. <laughs> so like sometimes, you know, I want my coffee straight black and then sometimes I want it to be like that milky color where it's mm. like it's like almost white you know um so like it just depends right now I'm having it the milky color nice (laughs) I do like I'm pretty consistent but sometimes I make myself a cappuccino I'm I'm pretty consistent that it's like this pretty caramel color is about the color of my coffee Mm. yeah I love this question I think it's the most entertaining question I'm like I'm like, after this conversation, I'm like, man, I'm really just like, I have no preferences. I am such a chameleon. I'm like, whatever, it's cool. We can do whatever. I love that though. Because so, so many people have to have like the same thing all the time. They need that. So I feel like that lacks inspiration. That's true. I agree with that. You got to try different things. You got to dabble. Switch it up. Switch it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the last question, who or what inspired you to be where you're at today? Oh, man. First person that pops in my mind is my mother. Oh, my God. What a beautiful woman. Just a masterpiece. Um, she is also the craziest, most bad shit woman I've ever met in my entire life. But, you know, she was a single parent mom. She raised me and my sister. She did the best job that she could possibly do. And I'm, I'm 23 years old and I own my own business. Like, and I employ people. Like, stuff. So I think she's a damn good job. Like, at the end of the day, like, I am a self-functioning human. I pay my own bills. Like, I don't live in my parents' house. You know, I think that that's, like, a testament in itself. And so, like, my mom was always, like, an entrepreneur and a businesswoman. And so just, I think by watching her, I, by osmosis, picked up a lot of those traits. And so that's why I feel like, you know, I'm mostly inspired by her because I took so much of what she was doing what I was watching and I implemented it into my own career and life. And so she's just a huge inspiration for me. Um, other sources of inspiration are things like, you know, jazz music, Frank Sinatra, lo-fi, you know, fun, cre- other people, my creative community really inspires me. So those are some of the things that kind of inspire me. That's cool. Um, what would you say? Okay. So now we're like getting into the the juicy convo. Okay. Um, what would you say has been maybe like your biggest struggle with how to be social, but also like, okay, it's gonna be a two part question with how to be social. And then what would you say is your biggest struggle just personally in life that may have um, created multiple obstacles and how to create how to be social? 
So biggest thing in how to be social is like, it's always a new problem every single day, you know, like yeah. two months ago it was that I needed to get everybody trained and understand their job role so that they can function on their own separately of me. Um, you know, when I realized I wasn't spending enough time with my team, so you force correct that. And obviously quarantine has made me kind of like, instead of running around from meeting to meeting, it's given me a lot more time to spend on my people. Yeah. Um, um, and then I would say that's been like one of the biggest things. It's like, it's just always an ever changing, ever growing problem. Like currently right now, like our number one thing is like, we got to get new clients in the door. And so like, we're picking up a new client right now, making out the proposal and, you know, just getting to the point where you're profitable. Cause I am, you know, how to be social as like, you know, an entity has been around for two, three years now, but it started off as a blog. How to Be Social is the company, the talent management, creative project management, content management agency has been around for probably around, hmm, you know, seven months, you know, not even. And like, we've done some really cool stuff. We've closed a contract with a version hotels. We've done a couple of small projects here and there, but it's not enough to where it's like, all right, we're making money now. You know, yeah. people can look at me and they probably think, Ooh, Jules like rides around in a Tesla. Like she's paying her employees. Like she's got money. Like all these kinds of things. Like I've had people come to me for sponsorship before, and I'm like, I don't know who the <laughs> you think I am, but I ain't got no money to just be. Yep. Because like a lot of the times, like people see like contracts with the Virgin Hotels, and like you know, not to disclose. You know, I don't really care about disclosing the numbers on our part, but maybe for them, you know, I won't do that. But like. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was a double-digit contract, so it's like, you know, we're talking, you know, tens of, or tens of thousands of dollars, I think I said that right, you know? Yeah. So like, thousands of dollars, however you want to do it, you know? And people are like, oh, man, she took that all home to the bank, you know? But if you think about it, it's like, you know, however much money that is doesn't last payroll all year long. No. And that doesn't always go to me. Like, nine times out of ten, like, I'm probably not following the advice that I should be. Most people say to pay yourself first and then pay out after that. I pay everybody first. Like yeah. I didn't pay myself first. Like I have been living off like $2,000, like $2,500 for like the last six months, just because like I am so invested in getting my business off the ground. Yeah. So that, I guess that there's all the struggles. <laughs> it's the grind. Like when it comes down to it, it's just like keeping it alive and keep on keeping on. You know, and, like, for the people that are still, like, uh, you know, solo entrepreneurs and doing it by themselves, you know, I was in that place a year ago, and it's really no different. Like, you, the thing that I love to say is that, you know, problems don't get easier, you just get stronger. So, like, the same problems aren't as hard, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, like, as a solo entrepreneur a year ago, like, I could easily quit How to Be Social today and go take new contracts by myself and pocket all that money, you know? But I know what I'm doing is so much more than just providing a product and a service to clients. Like, it's changing the way we think about creatives and talent in general. Mm. So that's the mission of our company, you know, is eliminating artists. So it's like every day is like, how are we staying true to our overall business goals by, while also getting this mission and vision statement that we, you know, so desire? Yeah, that's a beautiful mission. Yeah. I love that. being a creative. I'm just like, yes. Yeah. What would you say, so we all have our own, um, like, our own personal obstacles, our own head trash, um, the things that, like, we get in our own way. What would you say is the biggest um, way you've overcome your own, like, personal obstacles and maybe list something that you've had to consistently deal with personally? 
trying to think. You know, I mean, problems are so different from day to day. Like, my roommate, Chris, will tell you, like, I am a positive, like, freaking person. Like, even when this whole pandemic thing hit, I was like, man, this is an opportunity. Like, all these people that, you know, are so busy aren't going to meetings now. Like, I can pick up meetings with people that I wouldn't normally get to pick up. People are on their computers. Like, you just have to identify the opportunity and everything. So, like... Mm -hmm trying to sound like that happy-go-lucky person like I've definitely cried before I have moments where I like sit on the couch and I'm just like oh my god I don't know if I'm gonna make it today but like those moments are few and far between in comparison to how positive and excited I am about the rest of it how long have you thought of how to be social as something that you wanted to create like the mission statement the company having employees like has that was that something that like hit you as an inspiration one day or is that something that you've been like thinking about since you were young so this is the cool part, and I think that everybody has different experiences with it. Um, the way the human brain works is that, you know, we will come up with these inspirations or these ideas, and we'll think it just comes out of thin air, but in reality, it's an accumulation of all of our experiences combined, right? So when I first started How to Be Social, it was a blog just to inspire other people to be the best they could be. It had nothing to do with creatives, had nothing to do with, like, an agency. It was just a blog. Um, and then as they, I continued to grow as a person, how to be social continued to grow with me. So I went from being a blog to being events. Those events turned into educating creatives on how to do business. Then I wanted to help creatives one step further by getting them money, you know? And so it's just grown and grown and grown. And so, you know, you just learn over time, you tweak it, you make it better, you tweak it, you make it better. And I think what people have a hard time doing is that they... They come up with this really cool idea, but it doesn't get them the success that they want or the fame, and it doesn't hit them in that right spot, and then they just leave it to die. But it's like, you can't you can't kill the idea before it's even had time to grow. That's true. So that would be my number one thing is, like, you just got to give it time to grow. Yeah. What is a failure you've had in the past that you're glad happened? Okay, there's a lot. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there is because it's like, you know, and not to be cliche, but, you know, they've all been lessons that I've learned from and I've grown from. I think one thing that I consistently deal with, and I think it comes, you know, I'm a huge believer that we have all this childhood trauma that shapes us and gives us our perceptions of the world. And so, you know, I think for me, I have a lot of childhood drama around like abandonment issues because my dad was never around and things like that. And so, a lot of my issues come from relationships because I have this need to be and make people happy. And when mm -hmm. I give out that type of love and it's not returned in the same capacity, I feel slighted or jaded, you know, and then it becomes like this bad toxicity thing. So what I've had to learn and my biggest lesson is that, you know, laissez-faire, like it's going to be okay. Everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. And even when somebody does something that you don't like, it's, okay because you know their their worldview what they need to happen is going to happen and you just need to let it happen whatever that may be even if you don't think it's right you know um because it's not your life it's theirs so most of my failures have come from me not doing that lesson um <laughs> so you know i've had to lose friends work to earn them back yep um i had to you know learn how to control my emotions i'm a very emotional passionate person and sometimes that doesn't work very well in business so you have to figure out how to like make it all work because it's not wrong to be who you are by any means you just have to learn how to use it and play it to your advantage yep 
What would you say is your number one priority in life? Ooh, number one priority in life. Right now, how to be social, getting it to a place where it's super profitable. Um, my goal is to be making 15 grand a month with it because that pays everybody that puts money back in the bank account. Um, right now, we're probably generating around, you know, three grand a month and that <laughs> barely, yeah, that doesn't even like pay all of everybody's payroll. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it, it can change overnight. I remember, you know, this time last year, I landed a five grand contract a month just by myself, you know? And so it's like, and I had that for three months, you know, that's 15 grand right there. So it's like, it just, you never know when it's going to hit, you know? Yep. This Corona stuff, they could come out with a vaccine. It could be gone in two weeks, you know? Yeah. So it's probably not going to be what happens, but, but hey. <laughs> it, it, it's a possibility. It's a reality yeah. that's out there, you know? And so like, Knowing that, like, we might have summer events, you know, right now, as of right now, the, all the summer events and all the events that we were planning with our client, the Virgin Hotels, have not happened yet. We've gotten paid on the contract that has not happened yet, you know, and so, like, that, that, that's, that's the, you know, number one focus is, like, finding ways, because, like, now my team, all the energy and time we were going to spend towards that, now we're not. So yes. like, now we got to find new clientele to fill the void. So whether that's making websites, whether that's doing product imagery, whatever it may be, we have to be generating that somehow. And that's my number one focus right now. And then I think like my secondary focuses are on my music. And then I also do consulting for this uh, venture capital firm and helping them get investments uh, through different investors and things like that. We're, you know, we take investments of $250,000. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's like, and that's the minimum for investment for that venture capital firm. So it's like, that is a really big challenge in itself, you know? So I'm trying to build up two businesses at the same time. That's a lot. Yeah, but it's fun. Keeps me, keeps me going. Good. Um, what are, what are like just one thing or a few things that you love to do or that make you happy that have nothing to do with work and business and art, like just other things that you absolutely enjoy out of life? Anime. <laughs> anime cool i watch so much anime i'm actually watching sailor moon right now because my roommate was like sailor moon sailor moon sailor moon and i was like all right i'm gonna watch it so that's what i'm watching right now it's like my one thing like when i don't want to think about work when i don't want to create when i don't want to do anything i can just like veg out and watch anime oh that's awesome so you mentioned a couple times that you make music yeah tell um, Tell me about your music. Yes. yes. So my music is a mix between like lo-fi vibes and jazz vibes. And then like my tone of voice is very Ella Fitzgerald, like very deep, like dreamy. Um, and so the album, or not album, but EP, the songs, whatever you want to call it. I'm new to this whole thing. I have a music manager who keeps correcting me. But um, what I'm working on right now is it's called Defining Moments, and it's me going back through my life and looking at all the different moments that have really defined me and, you know, crafted me into the person that I am today. So the first song that I have that's going to come out is called Pandemic, uh, a.k.a. Bones to Dust. I'm trying to figure out which one I want to do. But the original inspiration for the song came from the idea that there was this girl when I was, like, in fourth, fifth grade, and it was can't quite remember I think it was Brianna or something like that but she would always come in and she would smell and like at that time like I didn't know why she smelled you know I just remembered she was the only girl that was less popular than me because of it <laughs> and so 
you know, I just remember that. And so the whole inspiration for the song was around this girl and like that childhood trauma that I kind of talked about. And so the song begins off saying like, and I'll send you all the song and maybe you can edit it in here. But like yeah. the song is like, um, you know, oh, it's talking about like her and like, hey, I'm sorry, I've forgotten your name, but I hope you're okay. And it's like the whole song is just talking about like, hey, like we're all connected in a way. We're all healing from our trauma. Like we're all trying to cover up like these holes with duct tape and rose colored glasses and all that kind of stuff. And so, and then it has like kind of just like a commentary on the world at large. And yeah, I'm just really excited about that music. And so that's one of the first songs that's coming out. There's also fun, upbeat music. There's one called Good Vibes, where I'm just like, man, I just want everybody to vibe with me, you know? Like, I just want everybody to be happy. And like, you know, that's what I want to inspire in life. But a lot of my music right now is coming from a much deeper and darker place that I don't usually get to share with the world. So I think that's the one I'm most excited about. So the world is going to get to see a new side of Jules Clark. Oh, I love that so much. I'm so excited to hear that. <gasps> Me too. I, I like love seeing your posts on Instagram where you have behind the scenes when you're like with your, like when you're producing or you're just singing or you're showing like behind the scenes of it all. And you've recently been all over TikTok and yeah, all this and TikTok is the trend. I'm yeah. so excited that. I got on that as a joke. <laughs> Yeah, I just made an account and um, I'm going to start making content on it. And my sister, who is not in any way a content creator in that world, thinks TikTok is just like really annoying. So I've been getting on and showing her all the good stuff TikTok has. It's hilarious, funny, animals, cute. And she's like, oh, like, I like this part of TikTok. I'm like, see, and I'm going to make her do videos with me. Yes, I found the redneck part of TikTok. And so it's about beer and there's so many sides to TikTok. <laughs> there's like dark like anime side. There's like cutesy basic girl side. Yeah. Hot dude. Ooh, I love hot dude TikTok. Hot dude TikTok. <laughs> Be, bees knees, man. But you're saying like you go on there and you're like, oh he cute. And like the cool part is is that they usually have like you know, 200,000 on TikTok, but they only have like 5K on Instagram. So you cop right over to their Instagram, find out they're 15, and you're like, fuck. Whoa. Okay, that so is, that when is, I made. Like, all these teenagers look so much older. So when I made a TikTok, um, I work at a cheerleading gym. So one of the um, 13 year old daughters of my boss uh, she was like I'll show you all the famous people on TikTok so she went on my TikTok and followed all these people and they're all teenagers I'm like Molly I'm 20 I'm 26 like that's creepy yeah. <laughs> you're following all these teens uh, yeah so I unfollowed <laughs> a lot of them and there was this like millennial guy on there he was like there's like these TikToks that are like if you're not a millennial you keep scrolling or whatever and that's what he was yes. doing and, like, he was talking about, so I want to talk about taxes. He's like, okay, now that they're gone, gone. <laughs> I love that TikTok. Take over this app for the millennials. <laughs> I saw this super, super funny one, and it's this guy dancing with this horse. And they both have really long black hair. The horse's mane is, like, super long and black. And they're both just, like, dancing. It's real, I'm going to so send it to you guys. It's funny. I totally see millennials taking over, though, because we're using it for also, like, business and, like, Gen, is it Gen Z? They're the ones that are below us. Yeah. They're just not yeah. like, some of them are doing business moves, but usually most of them are still like in college and having fun. And so like, we're totally yeah, taking like, you, like, Could you imagine if you were like, like blew up and had a million, like Charlie D'Amelio, whatever her name is, like she's blew up randomly, you know? Yes. Like, it's she, insane. 
but the good thing about it is like she wants to be a dancer like that's her goal and like it's like the perfect platform for her and like this is the one thing too is like you uh, I have a true belief that you should try everything whether it's podcast whether it's YouTube whether it's TikTok because you don't know what your personality is best suited for and where the audience is going to be most receptive to you exactly told like I uh, have a great like podcast voice and then I should be doing that and like music and I've realized anything where like my voice is the main like attraction I usually do really well on those things so yeah you do have a very soothing voice yeah thanks thanks so much (laughs) (laughs) like you should read audiobooks I would listen to them. Always wanted to do voice narration like I want to do voice acting for cartoons so bad Dude, okay, you if you could. you should do read the Harry Potter books on audiobooks. Ah, good just for you. It'll be my winter birthday. I'll give it to you for your August. Birthday. All right, I got beginning time. of August. If you had to give yourself advice, uh, say to your fifteen-year-old self, what would you say? Um, ma'am, you know, I just look at my younger self and I just like appreciate all the work that that person put in, like she was really trying you know like she was just doing her best and I think like you know at that point in time there's nothing more I could have done but if I could have given myself like a clue into what the world is like I would have been like try more things younger like it'll Mm. give you a start you know because I feel like I didn't really start trying new and different things until I got into college and I felt that set me back in a way where it's like I could have already had like 10 businesses already started by the time I got to college you know mm-hmm. yeah so. that's good advice for people to hear I try definitely didn't them. try things till like well after college so yeah my I first that. life is like to follow your curiosities and like basically that means is like anything you find interested in try it like just try it <laughs> once if you don't like it enough to where you want to keep doing it again that's fine knock it off as a or mark it up as a hobby and just like leave it in that bucket but if it's yeah. something you really enjoy and you think that you could do it for the rest of your life you need to really explore that and like execute on that tweak it make it better and just be who you are while you do it you know and I think that that's what really results in true happiness and success based off like what you enjoy yeah no that's very true I love that my uh i have three i follow your curiosity just do it and then be who you are i love that that's very similar to um two two of those things are very much like even as a young kid i would say um my favorite quote when i was in elementary school was just do it and my older sister made jokes that i was going to get a nike swish tattoo when i got older (laughs) and then (laughs) and then whenever i was um when i was like three so I have a twin sister, so we would, like, always look and dress similarly because that's, like, easier when you have twins just to dress them in the same clothes. So we always, like, did the same things and looked the same way. Well, one day we went to preschool class, and she had a haircut, and I didn't. And the teacher said, Madeline, why didn't you cut your hair? And I looked at her, and I said, because I'm me. <laughs> you were probably such a sassy little kid. Oh, I was. But yeah. I'm just like, that's, like, the same thing. She said, I'm different. Okay, Jules, are you an only child? I have one sister who's seven years older than me, um, but I would chalk it up to being only child just a little bit just because she was so much older than me that, like, by the time I got to high school, she was already in college and, like, gone. So, yeah, I would say, like, a lot of my personality is reflected of being an only child, but I'm not, like, 
bratty or spoiled by any means. Like, I am definitely spoiled to some extent, but I take care of my own stuff now. So it's like, uh, you know, the only thing I get spoiled on is like, I was like, mom, I was like, I need this master class for my birthday. And since my birthday is in May and we're going to be in quarantine until then, you should give me this birthday present early. <laughs> it's a good birthday present. Yeah. I mean, class. like, I. There's this, uh, I, I was raised Christian, and so there's this story in the Bible where Solomon asked God for wisdom, and because, like, that's what he asked for, God, like, blessed him ten times fold. So I ch- have a true belief that you should always be asking for, like, wisdom in anything that you do, because, like, that is the most prized commodity over money, over treasures, you know, you should always yeah. be asking and searching for wisdom. You're definitely right about that. What does a typical day look like for you? Like, I know they're probably always different, but what are things that you consistently do every single day? Uh, um, I'm always on my laptop. At some point or the other, I'm always on my laptop. I'm always talking and, like, working with somebody. I'm managing. I'm teaching something new. Um, or I'm executing, creating something in InDesign. Um, right now, like, today I'm working on making a proposal for a client. Um, so just different little things like that is always different. Mostly I operate as like the CEO, which is like managing and training everybody else. And then I operate as marketing. So that means coming up with new innovative ideas for our company to bring in traffic and potential clients. And then I also operate as sales. So I also like close all the deals and things like that. So like every day looks really different. That's crazy. You also work out almost every day, right? I was. Was. Life. <laughs> the post got on your Instagram. I would, you had that trainer, and I was like, "That's cool." Yeah, I was working out with Sydney Thorne, and then all this happened, and I was just kind of like, like what I realized actually pretty recently, right before we got quarantined, was that I was doing a time audit, and like a lot of my time, instead of like spending it like focusing on my company, was spread too much between too mm-hmm. many things, and so I wasn't doing any one thing really, really well. And so now most of my time is dedicated back to how to be social and pushing that and making that the best that it can be. Because really, if you're trying to do too much, you know, you really can't do any one thing very well. Yes, I agree with that. And that's like something that a lot of us creative entrepreneurial types probably struggle with. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm like, oh, I want to be better at drawing. And then I'm like, I want to be better at graphic design. And then I'm like, mixing music is really fun. And I'm like, no. Harley photography like that's the thing you're doing yeah you can't uh, have like a hand in all these candy dishes all at once like you can I, do them but they can't become your like career like all of them can't become your career all at once yeah except yeah. for I mean I feel like that's the reason I like how to be social so much because it lets me exercise so many of my different like mm-hmm. creative muscles like I get to be a marketer creator designer one day the other day I get to be a manager Another day, like, I get to, you know, I mean, music doesn't really play into it. It's more of a hobby. But, like, I feel like I source inspiration from it. And, like, it's finally at a point where, like, my music and my business and, like, my personal brand all kind of, like, meld together in a way. I love that, though. Alignment. It's like everything becomes aligned. That's just so beautiful. And it, it gives you the best energy. Like, nothing motivates you more than when you're just aligned and yes. doing what you love. Ugh, it just Breathe. pumps me up. Agreed. (laughs) Do you have any other questions about how to be social, Harley, or just creator jewels? Nothing that I can think of off the top of my head. I'm sure they will come to me as soon as we get off the call. Oh, really? Truly and honestly. 
I have one question for you guys. Okay. Um, so as you, you know, are doing this podcast, like, what do you hope to get out of it? Like, what, is it just a source of inspiration? Do you want it to become super famous? Like, what is the, what is the tea, sis? Um, I think for me, I am like getting, and like what, what, when we decided we wanted to sit down and the three of us decided we wanted to do this podcast, um, we talked about like, what do we want to get from it? And all three of us kind of were just like, we want to put the knowledge that we have out there and hopefully we can educate people and help other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been lucky enough to meet two of the most fantastic people that I have in my life now, Madeline and Heather, who's of course not here, um, are like such wonderful souls and like two of like my best friends. And like, mm. I've just gotten such a community from doing the podcast and like people have reached out and said, I love what you're doing. And it just, it makes me so happy. Oh, I love that. Love that for you. Thank you. For me, <laughs> it's been, um, it's been really educational for me. I love to learn and I love to connect with humans and I get to do that on this podcast. Like not only am I creating a platform for other people to learn, but I'm also learning on the journey well, as I bring people in and I get to connect with humans and build my network that way. And I love that. Um, for the podcast, I would like to see it grow um, and become like right now we're just having fun um, like recording and posting on Instagram, but I would like to see it grow and um reach more people, um, specifically people who are making an impact on their community and in their, and the lives of others. Um, because I think that's how we like progress as society. And so the reason I want the podcast to grow is so that we can push that mission, um, even greater. Um, and it's, yeah. So like, that's been my, um, main inspiration and, yeah, I just think it's been really fun to bring so many people on of different um, trades and knowledge and learn I feel like from I've them. Learned so much, so much. I've like I bring people on that I want to learn from. So like I benefit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's an exchange of value. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This has been um, a really good educational podcast and getting to learn more about Creator Jewels and put you out there on our Instagram yes. and our podcast is really exciting. To share this. Remember to stay social, sanitized at a distance. Yes. <laughs> add your music on the, send me your music. We can add oh, it. Oh, yeah, I will. Oh, um, we got to play this or that real quick. Oh, oh, shoot. Okay, we have, we always have a game. We give every guest Jewels, so. Right, at the end. Okay. Do you have the list up or you want me to just? I don't have it, sorry. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Wine or beer? Wine. Beach or mountains? Ooh. Beach. I've never really been to the mountains. I do like them, though. You never? Okay. We're going to come back. We're going to circle back to that. <laughs> um, tattoos or piercings? Piercings. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Introvert or extrovert? Ambivert. Ooh. Okay. Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for the next one. Um, who's who's the ones that sing? Bye bye bye. That's in sync. Uh, that one. Brittany or Christina? Oh, Brittany. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Football or baseball? Neither. Salty or sweet? Salty. <laughs> <laughs> Last one: llamas or alpacas? Why is that a choice? Can I pick koalas? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so can we go back to you've never been to mountains before? 
Yeah, because, so, I mean, I have been, like, I was in San Francisco, and I've seen them, and I think they're beautiful, and I'm very much in awe of them, but, like, I've never been in the mountains. Like, I've been on the beach. I've never been in the mountains. I've just, like, admired them from afar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you grew up here in Dallas, right? Yeah, I'm from the Flatlands. (laughs) Okay, so I grew up, like, in the Lake Tahoe area in California, so, like, up until I moved down here, mountains was, like, the only place I'd ever lived. So my mind is, like, blown right now that you've never, like... I just... And I I know it because, like, I have a lot of friends that are either from the mountains or grew up in the mountains or have been in the mountains, and they just think it's such a travesty to live in Texas because... Yeah, they they do. They don't really know mountains. Like, there's nothing. And we don't have beaches, really. So it's, like, the the thing that I feel like beaches or mountain gives you is, like, this beautiful, like, uh, God, like, aha moment, like, when you look at yeah. them, like, dear God, like, it's like when you look up in the night sky, you're like, oh, my yeah. God, it's infinite, you yeah. know, and so, like, that's the only thing is, like, I feel like it is, like, a major source of inspiration for a lot of people, and, like, I just don't have that, but I also find inspiration, like, when I'm looking out into, like, there'll be moments where you're looking out into Texas, I guess, if you will, it's just flat for miles, and you can I love it miles and miles you know I think that's crazy cool okay so I like that's been my only struggle but like where I live I live about an hour north um of Dallas like up on the Oklahoma border so we've got hills we've got lots of trees we live right on a river so like I don't miss that part but like I miss the smell of like pine I miss the smell of like crisp apples in the fall um but crisp apples in the okay home. I'm not even joking that's literally what my hometown smelled like in September you would just like walk out and it'd be really crisp and it smelled just like autumn the I town like- was a scentsy yeah I like walking <laughs> up to the morning and like smelling the grass like I love oh, that like it's yes. quarantine it's been better than normal or it's just like a great smell so yep. right now if I walk outside it's gonna smell like cow shit so it's gonna smell like shit. Fresh, fresh cows. I Honestly, love this. I think I'm gonna go for a walk after this. <laughs> oh, I've taken four walks today already. Dear God, you're so much more active than I am. Um, I've also taken a nice walk today, but it's like 100 degrees outside. It's, it's hot. hot. How did it get so hot? It's gonna get dropped down, but it's the the highest 90 fucking five today. Yeah, I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna go I'm sweating swimming. indoors. Me yeah. too. I'm gonna go read outside for like 30 minutes and then get back to work. Yeah, I think that's what I need to do, too, because i got to finish this proposal, but I really don't yeah. want to. So I might just go work outside. I think that's yeah. it. And I put on a bathing suit and go and grab a book and try to tan because I'm very pale. I'm going to put a bathing suit on, too. I wonder if we can go to the community pool right now. because Mine's they're... closed. Fuck. Yeah, they closed it. Yep. Well, that idea. Womp womp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, guys, this was fun. This was so fun. Thank you so much. I'm excited about going outside. So I'm (laughs) happy. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, stay social, you too. You too. Stay social. Bye. All right, that's a wrap. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. You can find us on social media at Creative Banter Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and you can email us at creativebanterpodcast at gmail.com. You can find our website at creativebanter.wix.com slash podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.